Hello and welcome to this week's podcast from Revenue Rocket, uh, broadcasting this week's Shoot the Moon podcast from our world headquarters in Bloomington, Minnesota. This week we're going to talk about adbacks. Uh, for those of you that are contemplating acquiring a firm um, or those that are contemplating selling uh, an IT services firm, we're going to talk about what is a legitimate adback and what is not. Uh, first of all, what is an adback? An adback is an adback to EBITDA, adback to profit. Um, that will allow you to increment that profit and use that as a way to uh, drive up your valuation. And people that are selling typically do that um, to account for uh, what we'll call investments or uh, expenditures that align to owner benefit or that are considered one-time sort of expenses um, that may have hit the books in a particular year. Um, so. Uh, whether you're a buyer or a seller, uh, these are important to understand what's considered legitimate uh, so that when you put something in, you're not getting uh, questioned by a buyer if you're a seller um, or if you're um, um, you know, a buyer, uh, you're not having to uh, try to work with uh, dissecting a quagmire of adbacks of things that folks tried to uh, include in their EBITDA. So uh, first of all, the, the simple test for... Um, Adbacks has to do with expenses that will not continue post-close. Uh, typically, these are things like um, things for owner benefit. So, if you have sports tickets, or you know, you have a box uh, for your favorite sports team that you expense uh, for entertainment purposes. Um, although some of those uh, benefits, what we'll call entertainment benefits, um, have gone away under the new some of the new tax laws, and that's something you should be talking to your tax advisor about anyway. But if you had things that were for owner benefit, for example, car lease is a good example, um, you know, things that would not continue post-transaction, certainly for owner benefit, those are considered legitimate addbacks. Sometimes professional services fees associated with, uh, for example, your um, uh, tax preparation, or maybe it was some legal fees associated with establishing a trust or other things that may be either one-time in nature or strictly for owner benefit uh, should be added back uh, to EBITDA. Um, and uh, likewise, um, there are uh, things that you know should not be added back uh, to um, your EBITDA. And some of those things might include um, for example, owner salary if you're going to continue on after the business closes. And I think sometimes there's adjustments to owner salary. There's a lot of just questions about owner salary. Um, I think if you adjust your comp to what's considered market for your role, uh, any excess compensation would be considered a addback, a legitimate addback, but not all of your salary if you're planning on sticking around. And you know, sometimes people sell in versus sell out. If your plan is to sell in and you plan to stick around, you need to be careful about what you add back on your owner's salary. Um, likewise, people sometimes have legal fees that are associated with either establishing um, a, uh, let's say, a subsidiary or that are kind of one-time in nature or maybe a litigation uh, that has now been settled um, or things that uh, would make sense to add back because they're one time in nature, uh, certainly those should be uh, added back uh, to EBITDA. Sometimes you've taken uh, maybe excessive travel that 
with some of your team members or some of your management team that would uh, had to do with planning and you know maybe it was a legitimate business expense but is one time in nature you not going to do it once you close the transaction then those things would also be um, added back one that we sometimes get asked about um, that's not really a legitimate add back uh, has to do with bad debt expense uh, and this one's a tough one if you've done work for a client legitimately and you've worked for them and now you have a uh, bad debt they didn't pay you and you write it off you know it's now off the books um, that that expense isn't considered an add back to EBITDA um, certainly there's um, you know an argument for doing it that way and some people have made that argument we just don't see that as a legitimate um, a legitimate expense and and fortunately in IT services there's not a ton of bad debt we've got Lots of clients that have, you know, literally no bad debt that we look at as um, part of a transaction uh, sort of review, um, and very few write-off bad debt. It does happen, um, but you know, it's uh, certainly not something that would be a considered a legitimate addback. Or let's say you rationalize some staff. This is another one that comes up from time to time, um, and you say, well, you know, I paid this person for the whole year. Uh, but I've now fired them and it was a bad hire. Can I add that back to EBITDA? Uh, they're not going to be on the books moving forward. Well, not really. Uh, it should be reflected in <clears throat> any valuation considerations you do on a discounted cash flow basis um, in looking at sort of the future contribution margin of the business. But you did legitimately have that expense um, in those previous years. And it's hard to say, well, I wouldn't have had that expense, um, you know, because I probably shouldn't have hired that person to begin with because they weren't a fit. The reality of it is you did have that expense and it did impact your profit. Uh, and, you know, it's very challenging to be able to try to go back um, and add that back. Or, for example, we get a question a lot of times, hey, we rented too big a space or we have too big a space now because of, um, you know, there's more work from home opportunities or, you know, maybe as we record this, uh, um, this podcast, we're kind of in the middle of the whole coronavirus thing. And, um, you know, people are, are staying home or working remotely. And, and, you know, folks are saying, well, you know, do we need as big an office as we have now? And that is an expense that certainly you can adjust on a go forward basis if you've legitimately adjusted it. But you can't say in the rears like, well, we should have had a smaller office in the previous years, so we're going to add back some of our rent. Well, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you didn't have a smaller office. You did have a bigger office that incurred expenses and hit the P&L, and it's got to stay. Um, so pretty important. Um, again, kind of to recap, you need to think about, um, you know, add backs to EBITDA being either purely for owner benefit that will not um, occur post-transaction or exceptionally one time in nature in the sense that there are expenses that hit your P&L that essentially will not hit um, hit in the coming years. And, and you know, you're trying to be able to forecast EBITDA in a meaningful way uh, for a buyer. If you're a buyer, you're trying to forecast it that way. And likewise, if you're a seller, you're trying to assist them in making the argument that the contribution margin or EBITDA will uh, be what it is moving forward. And so uh, with that, 
We're going to tie a ribbon on it uh, for this week's Shoot the Moon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about addbacks, feel free to drop us a note at info at revenuerocket.com or look at some of the resources that we have uh, on our website. Take care.